This week in the parish of Bourses and Market Structure, Nicholas Agazar brings a gaucho wave to Hong Kong exchanges, while, as predicted, David Craig exits Refinitiv under a cloud. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, episode 96. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure. All the analysis of the week's many events and happenings can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. The big celebration this week in the parish, other than 30 years of the Zagreb Stock Exchange, congratulations to Croatia, was the 125th anniversary of the Dow Jones Industrial Averages. Happy birthday to the world's most famous stock index. Meanwhile, the inevitable, or at least inevitable if you are reading Exchange Invest, came to happen at the London Stock Exchange Group this week. Refinitiv Chief Executive David Craig was ousted from his long-standing position, which in balance sheet terms amounted to running the former Reuters Financial somewhat into the ground. The question was always, why bother bringing somebody with a track record of hopeless ineptitude into the new merged entity anyway? That was surely a first predictor that LSEG may not have had a coherent idea of their acquisition strategy. In Exchange Invest Daily, episode 2034, I asked, the key question is surely, how many weeks do David Craig et al. have in the refinitive C-suite? And the answer was, for David Craig, precisely one month for the hapless but golden parachuted DC, as issue 2034 of Exchange Invest was published April 26th, one month to the day before his departure was announced. As I went on to note last month, it was hard to justify their presence, the Refinitive C-Suite, in the first place, as the Paternoster Square C-Suite looks likely to jettison bodies in a sauve-keeper management panic stroke shake-up. Thus, in reality, the title of CEO at Refinitive was actually shorthand for First Merger Fall Guy. Hey presto, as predicted... David Craig gets an unjustified fat payout and departs. At least we've already seen the first clear casualty of this ill-conceived merger. The next few weeks could be instructive. Will Craig's replacement, Andrea Remond-Stone, be building more loyalists into her team via the massed bands of recruitment consultants she has employed to date? Or will she actually be trying to pair the bloated refinitive down to something within a few standard deviations of corporate fighting weight? Alas, the real politique is that Paternoster Square may be more akin to the Borgias in fighting with David Schwimmer as a kind of hapless pope. For London Stock Exchange Group, this looks like a rapid admission of defeat on one level, but will it really drive the seismic change needed to make this deal at least less value-destructive? In some ways, the confusing factor was why the LSEG ever thought it coherent to bring David Craig into the London Stock Exchange Group fold, given his woeful track record. 
After all, in 2011, when David Craig gained responsibility for the financial and risk business of Thomson Reuters, revenues were 7.5 billion US dollars. In the final year of his stewardship of the independent Thomson Reuters financial and risk business, those revenues had declined to $6.1 billion, a $1.4 billion loss from the top line in six years, when the rest of the world was experiencing somewhat of a growth spurt. With a record atrophy of the top line, don't forget, this wasn't just generic value destruction, there was M&A expenditure therein as well. During the time David Craig's management was in situ, he shaved $1.4 billion off revenues, yet oversaw a spree of acquisitions, such as FXAll, Ready, and Edusoft. All those expenditures which added nothing to the shrinking income of Reuters Financial before it was sold to Blackstone and then palmed off further to LSEG. The real tragedy is that London Stock Exchange Group is not heeding these warnings with anything like the alacrity required to rescue the business which has already shed quality assets to buy antiquated data fluff at a premium price. There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. Meanwhile, Reuters itself has reportedly been warned by the London Stock Exchange Group that its plans to instigate a paywall on its content across the World Wide Web is in breach of the London Bourse's purchase of data provider Refinitiv, apparently limiting the means by which Reuters can charge for its editorial content on subscription models. I suppose the cheery thesis here is that not all of the incompetent management are at Refinitiv, some were presumably left behind at Reuters. Then again, at least Reuters and Refinitiv aren't Euroclear. The Brussels CSD was embarrassed this week by a $37 million coupon payment error on Unicredit Bank bonds. Over in results this week, another bumper week, all the news was at exchangeinvest.com, the Bourse Business Water Cooler. The multi-commodity exchange of India, they announced a net profit decline of 41%, which was disappointing. The Hanoi Stock Exchange reported a record annual profit for 2020, while Tel Aviv's Q1 slipped by $100,000 year-on-year. However, the excitement in Israel surrounded deal flows. Q1 2021 saw 33 new IPOs, the highest number of listings in a single quarter for the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange since 1993. In new markets, we had a bumper week for new markets. Once again, all the details were in Exchange Invest. Get your free trial now from exchangeinvest.com. One highlight, Air Carbon Exchange, a new Singapore-based environmental market. All the other details, as I say, were in Exchange Invest daily for an exciting week, including Fairex and news of the Cyprus Stock Exchange's privatization. That, of course, leads us into deals where it was once again a busy week for deals in the parish and they were all to be found in Exchange Invest Daily, the newsletter no person can afford to be without in capital markets and market structure. 
Meanwhile, if you're looking for something to read, whether you're in lockdown, whether you're trying to get to the amber zone, whether you're actually traveling through the green zones, or even if you're just staying at home and looking forward to something to try and learn about the future of your career and how that might develop, don't forget my latest book, Victory or Death, Blockchain, Cryptocurrency and the Fintech World. COVID-19 we know is a killer. Can it kill your career? Or is that the impact of fintech destroying your business? It's a victory or death world of risk and opportunity. Victory or Death is published by DV Books and is distributed by Ingram Worldwide. Don't forget, while you're waiting for your copy of Victory or Death to arrive, we are live on Tuesdays with the IPO vid live stream. Last week, we had an interesting discussion looking at prediction markets with Flip Pido, a leading figure in the prediction market business, particularly in the political arena. The live stream comes to you every Tuesday, 6 p.m. London, 1 p.m. New York time, albeit on Tuesday, the 1st of June. We're having a brief hiatus because we are in the aftermath of the Memorial Day bank holiday in the United States of America and also the UK bank holiday in the UK. Next outing going to be early June and we've got the fabulous Kenny Policari talking about the New York Stock Exchange. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome wherever you find this podcast. Technology news this week. The Multi-Commodity Exchange of India has invited a new round of bids nearly three years after a failed attempt to acquire software for its spot bullion trading platform. MCX has opened a new tender to power the market, which is expected to be located this time not in Mumbai, but in the Gift City Financial Centre. That's the International Financial Centre being built out in Gujarat. Meanwhile, in London, the London Metals Exchange will replace the LNE Select system with its parent Hong Kong exchange's Orion trading platform in the near future. That came in the same week. LME announced it would launch lithium hydroxide and three other scrap futures contracts this year. Those announcements were made at the LME Asia Metals Week, a virtual symposium this week due to COVID-19 and all that. But it was a first opportunity to see the new chief executive of the Hong Kong Exchanges Group, Nicholas Agazan, in action. Hong Kong will provide Chinese investors with financial products and the platforms to sharpen its role as the gateway between the world's second largest economy and the global capital markets, Agazan said on his first speech as HKEX Group CEO this week taking office and enjoying indeed on the back of that speech a 5% stock price spike on his initial remarks. Well done to him. Down under, slightly further away from Hong Kong, in Australia, the Australian Stock Exchanges Group, the self-proclaimed technology entity, announced that after 23 years of service, its Deputy Chief Executive Officer and Group Executive of Business Development, Peter Hyam, has resigned and will be leaving the organisation on the 1st of July. Good luck to Peter. He's leaving to further his interest in fintech and blockchain technology. As part of that approach, he is going to be joining Motive Partners, a global investment firm focused on financial services technology companies. He's going to be an industry partner. While this comes as quite a surprise in industry terms, it of course leaves the ASX CEO without a useful frontman to wheel out when they need somebody to front the blame for failing projects. 
Perhaps Peter had just had enough after a lucrative generation with the Australian Stock Exchange groups, and he's made a stunning return on his move to Oz from his career in the middle echelons of life, the London International Financial Futures Exchange, over 20 years ago, and he can comfortably now move on to Pastor's New without being, well, the patsy who seems to carry the blame for every ASX failing in public. Of course, an interesting footnote on motive partners. Amongst their cadre is one Blythe Masters, the former CEO of Digital Asset, who Peter got to know a great deal better during the period they were working on the currently somewhat delayed chess project while Blythe was chief executive of Digital Asset. And thus, ladies and gentlemen, in a week when the pandemic of COVID-19 meant the Bank of England did not pay a dividend for the first time in more than a generation, things are looking worse still in Iran, which has banned the energy-intensive mining of cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin for nearly four months. President Hassan Rouhani said on Wednesday that the country is facing major power blackouts in many cities and therefore the mining of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has to take a back seat to the day-to-day power needs of the nation itself. And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Patrick L. Young. Thank you for listening to this, the 96th episode of the Exchange Invest weekly podcast. I wish you a great week in life and markets. And don't forget, check out our YouTube live stream, IPO-vid. We've got a cornucopia of back issues of exciting live streams on all sorts of issues in financial markets that you might care to drop in and listen to. Once again, my name is Patrick L. Young. Have a great week in life and markets. Join us next week for the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, and that's going to be episode 97. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our programme, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.